bringing me this far. Uh, always by the Lord's power, and it's always by His uh, grace that He keeps us and guides us and protects us to see this day. So, uh, first of all, I want to say that uh, the Lord has been good to us, that we have seen the hand of the Lord ever since I left and went back to Kenya to be able to do the work of the Lord and through his grace he has provided for us and guided us in everything that we are trying to do. We planned last year to have a convention and we ask you to pray for it and I thank God for the prayers and for those that were able to come over like Brother Jeff who came over to be with us uh, in the in the con convention that we had at Ramogi Mission of Baptist Church, which is at uh, near the border of Kenya and Uganda, uh, we saw many that came uh, onto on the altar to seek for salvation. But one of them gave a testimony of salvation, and we were thankful. Uh, we were uh, later on we were able to continue and uh, went back to Mombasa and we were glad that uh, four of the ladies that have been with us, they've been in and out in our churches and we, we've been praying that the Lord will help them to understand the difference that we have because as you know Kenya uh, we say is a religious country uh, and people, all, everybody calls so long as you're not a Muslim, you're a Christian. If your name is a, a Christian name, then means that you are a Christian. And being a Christian to them has no difference between a salvation. Everybody who's a Christian has been born again. So it takes the church of the Lord to continue to stand firm and preach the gospel and to tell the truth because we have the Roman Catholics, we have different churches that are, going, that are there some of them do not really teach or preach about salvation as a, a cardinal thing that one needs to be able to have a relationship with God. And thank God that uh, we are able, uh, that these ladies having observed and having been sitting in our church for many years, the Lord just gave them the distinction and they realized when they were lost and they realized when the Lord saved their souls. And for many years, many days we had been planning and waiting to hear them give their testimony. But on that day, uh, they stood up one by one because we had one that had been saved, a young man that we expected to take to uh, baptism. And there was only one that we were expecting to take. So as the young man stood up and gave their testimony on behalf, on, on, uh, for the, on the church, for the church to hear, and... After he had finished, he sat down, was very much excited that he was going to be baptized and going to be to join the church. But then these ladies started coming up one by one and giving their testimonies and when the Lord saved their souls. And for them, it was quite interesting because uh, the Lord uh, still moves and still saves people who come to him in prayer. And we were able to baptize uh, those that gave their testimony in the Indian Ocean, and they have now joined our church. Uh, last, uh, that was last, uh, the 5th of March this year, and we are very much happy 
what the Lord is doing. And we continue to ask you to pray for us because we are not only uh, doing missions in the churches, our missions goes in the schools and also we have two missions that are stretched so far apart. One is near border of Tanzania and Kenya and one is at our school which always called Sarah School. And that's where these ladies uh, come to church. Some of them are Muslims, uh, parents that bring their children to our church. But uh, Muru Bay is far away. It's about 18 hours drive from Mombasa. But we were able to start that mission through a uh, uh, difficult time. We never knew it was going to be a mission where the church would be built or a mission would be built. But uh, we were graciously blessed uh, last year during the corona time that I went there on one of our missions to preach and to have a revival with them. And we were able to get about nine of them give their testimonies of salvation during that revival and they were baptized in the, in the Lake Victoria. And uh, for, for that reason, the Lord encouraged us to continue to do uh, that mission. And uh, later on, the Lord granted us opportunity to get the land, which was really very much impossible. As we started about three years ago, we never thought we could really have an opportunity to have a, build, a, a, a plot. But the Lord provided uh, in a very miraculous way and he provided urgently, and we were, never had the money that time. But we were happy that we were able to raise and also to borrow some money to get the plot bought. And now, uh, interestingly, the Lord has also provided for us the building. And now we have gone, we have built the building up to the rooftop. We have already put the roof, uh, the roof, uh, the woods are already on top. Now we are praying for the iron sheets to put it so that we can cover, so that when the rain rains, it cannot rain into the church, into the mission. So please pray for us as we continue to uh, see and as the Lord continue to help us. It is very, uh, very good that you can go to, the, uh, to Tanzania without a visa or without any permit and come back and some of our those people who attend our mission, some of them, about four, four of them come from border and they come here, they pray with us, and the evening they walk to Tanzania, and that's really quite encouraging that it's easier to uh, start a mission even in, in Tanzania. But uh, we are still praying, and the Lord leads us, we'll do the necessary. Uh, last uh, year I told you that we are having, also working with a gentleman there in at uh, Mbeya, which is really near Zambia, it's very, very far. You have to really uh, take about 24 hours to get to that place, and you have to go sleep uh, in, uh, in Dar es Salaam, then start again in the morning, then uh, you get there in the evening. It's a long, long journey. So, And uh, the Lord is working there, and we are praying that the Lord will uh, guide us on what to do, because wherever he leads, we have nothing to object but to move. So please pray for these missions, pray for the gentleman that the Lord has called to preach. Uh, recently, I was praying for the Lord to provide because we are getting short of preachers since the missions are opening and the churches are being organized. We have two organized churches and uh, two missions, and each of them had a, a preacher. But now I need someone to really 
be with me always because I don't mostly uh, stay in one church. I can't stay maybe three weeks and then have to move to the missions, go around and come back doing revivals. And the Lord answered my prayer and for giving a call to one of the individual. And now we have about two of them that are at the New Hope Mission that uh, preach in turns whenever they are called upon to do so. So I really want to appreciate the Lord and I want to thank you for your prayers. And we still uh, extend our invitation to any uh, that feels led to come to Kenya. Uh, it's always open and it's always good to be in the mission, either through prayer or through uh, support or through personal witnessing, coming there to, to be with us, to pray with us, and to see what we are doing. Uh, I'm glad that the Woodburn, Woodburn uh, Mission of Baptist, uh, uh, Woodburn, uh, our church there at uh, Fairville, is going to be coming again in July. So uh, we thank God and please pray for them so that they, the Lord will uh, be with them, keep them until they come back, and we promise to do our best to take care of them. Thank you very much, and uh, I know this year Brother Collins is not going to come, but I know he will be coming next year, so please, we've always prayed that uh, uh, as, he continue, as he comes, feel led to come with him, please do so. Uh, because now, right now, this year, we are going to have a mission. We are going to have our convention in Mombasa, at the New Hope Mission of the Baptist Church in Mombasa. And it's going to be in August. Right immediately after the group leaves to come back to the United States, we are going to have a, having a revival. So we are going to have a, a revival almost two, uh, two months. We are going to have it when they are there, because we are going to continue doing revival as they, uh, as they come and continue did they go? Then we wait a, a little longer. Then in August, we're going to start another one that brings all our churches and all our mission members come together uh, to hear uh, the reports and also to pray together and also to pray that the Lord's will be done. So please commit all this in prayers. As you pray for our school, uh, Dr. Collins has said we have 350 that we are taking care of and we have a new system of education. A lot of a lot of things are complicated, but we thank God that uh, wherever he leads, every opening will be, uh, be done. So please do pray with us, and I thank you again for listening. And thank you again for your invitation. I want to get to the word of God. I'm going to read from the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 14. <coughs> Proverbs chapter 14, from verse 12 to 16. And it reads, There is a way <coughs> which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the way of death, the ways of death. Even in the laughter, the heart is sorrowful, and the end of thy, that mouth is heaviness. The backsliders in, in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from, her, from himself. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rages and is confident. 
That is the word of God today. Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we want to pray and we want to ask you to guide us each step and help us, Lord, to try to speak on your behalf. We pray, God, that you will guide, that you will take care of us, take care of each and every listener, provide wisdom and talk to us, O Lord, in a personal way. That's why we are here. We are here to hear from you. We are here, Lord, to listen to your word, and we pray that it will be so. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> uh, the book of Proverbs is a very, uh, sometimes very difficult, but uh, I like uh, this book because it talks, it carries the word of God which spoke to me when I was a very young man. And uh, I, I always read tell you, uh, chapter 4, verse 20, which is, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let, thine, thine, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to them, health to all their flesh. That is a word that kept me going as a young man. Every time as I continued to live and as I continued to seek the Lord, I always read that, that the Lord was able to ask me to be attentive and to listen to his guidance, to listen to his word, because that word of God is life to them that hear them. So uh, the writer of the book of, uh, of uh, a, a Proverbs is purposely written so that the people may know about the wisdom. Uh, God is also, Jesus is also known as wisdom of God. As Paul writes in, in the book of Corinthians, he says Jesus is the power and the wisdom of God. And therefore, the, uh, the book of, 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 uh, of Proverbs tries to help us understand how God used his, uh, his servant Solomon to try to speak to the congregation and to people that uh, knew him. And he says it's purposely written, this book is purposely written for the reader to seek, to understand the benefit of wisdom, to discover the source of the wisdom, and the value of the wisdom. You see, wisdom uh, in the book, or this book also says that wisdom has built his house. And therefore, it is, is a very important for anybody that wants to live a good life, to live in a good relationship with God, to seek to find wisdom. And when you seek to find wisdom and you listen to the wisdom, then you will find yourself safe. Because wisdom will take you from really relying on your, uh, on your own ideas. And it will help you to understand that uh, there's value and there's benefit. And that there is always uh, uh, very, there is a source for that wisdom. And before you know all the value, before you know the, the source, and before you know the value, you need that will drift you or will draw you to the attention of who Jesus is. And the author insists that God wants his people to know 
wisdom. And here, I want to say that the Bible talks about the right way. That's what I want to talk about today. The Bible says that there is a way which seems right unto man. There is every, every man and every woman and every man, uh, person that is living. Always there is that urge. There is that clue of that which is right. And as you look around and as you try to figure out, when you make a decision, you make a decision on a basis that you think that is right. But sometimes we find ourselves into a mess. And therefore, we, get, we create a mess in whatever that we, we thought because we thought that we had, uh, we made a good decision on the basis of what we knew, but then we find ourselves in a mess because we did not really, uh, we were not guided by the wisdom that God gives. And here, uh, as we talk about the book, uh, the, the, the path, the right way, that in all ways, when you look at it, it always seems good. And that, right, that path, that seems the Bible does not seem that it's right, but when you look at it, human being, Jesus talked about the broad way and the narrow way. But he, in his talk, he said that it seems like everybody is in the broad way. The broad way may not be safe, but the people that are in the broad way may think that they are right. But that's why we need the wisdom of God to be able to determine, to figure out whether the way we are walking in is the way that pleases God. Because there is always that thing that seems right into the heart of man. And that one way that seems right to man is the broad, that way is broad and wide road. It is a wide road where multitude love to walk on. Many have walked in this road without knowing where it leads to. Many walked in, this, in it without, because they have found that their friends are walking in it. You, and this is what we call influence. You figure out, you find yourself in a group of people, you walk, and then when you are found, when you are found, and ask, why are you in this road? Say, I'm in this road because this is the road where my friends are walking in. This is the way that my parents are walking in. But it takes wisdom for you to figure out whether the road or the way that you are in, that this seem right or is it a, a good way that the Lord wants you to be? This way has led many people to, uh, this way seems so good, it seems wonderful without harm. This broad, this wide road, when you are in it, and the people that have walked on it, even when you tell them that this road is going to lead them into something bad, they will never know. 
Once upon a time I heard about a story, a gentleman was telling about bishops and about uh, clergy, very Christian people that they went into a station and took a, play, took a, 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 a train. Unfortunately, they didn't ask where the, the train was leading to. And as they went in, the train went about an hour. Then they heard from the station master announcing that we are just a few minutes to hell. And in this train, we, they had a lot of people, so-called Christians. In fact, in the story, they say the Pope was there, the Archbishop was there, and many people. But they didn't, understand, they didn't know that the train that they had taken was hell-bound because it seems right. It was broad. It's the way that everybody was going into. Everybody seemed to know only that way because they never, always, they never thought about another way. And therefore, when it was announced that it's going, there are only some few minutes to hell, then the people who were Christians or believers, in quote, began to complain. They said, no, please let me out because I was not meant to be here. Well, they tried to do whatever. They said, no, everybody that was here that is not here by mistake. There are people that are here that were captured, that the people that were enticed, and they came in here, and now we must proceed and get to the end of it. And therefore, despite the fact that they cried, they went into a place which they did not want because it seems right when they entered that train. So the book is calling unto us to be thoughtful, to be decisive, to be guided by the Spirit, always to guard, always to think about what is right. And it says, in this way, this way, let many people, let the people of Noah to destruction. When Noah started preaching, there were a lot of people in that land. They heard him preach. He preached for 120 years. The people listened to the word. Some maybe have been excited, but they never followed. But when the time was, was ripe, the people went away, and Noah and his family were the only people that went, entered into ark, in the ark. When, into the ark when the rain started raining. Their happiness was gone. They started climbing up the trees. Their joy. When Noah was preaching, the, the Bible says that the people went into marrying and being married. It was not something pleasurable at that particular time. It was not, it was not something worth to listen to at that particular time. But when the time came, that God brought his judgment upon the land, then they realized that Noah was speaking right, that Noah was right. Noah was on the right way, but it was too late. Unfortunately, this thing is with us today. We stand here and we preach the gospel to our children. We tell them that there is only one way, and that way is Jesus. 
We, told them, we tell them that there's only one truth, and that truth is Jesus. We tell them that there's only one life, and that life, if it is certain, it must be Jesus. But do they hear? They don't. Because this way that we are talking about is not interesting. The way we are talking about is not enticing. This way is for the meek, is for those that I will call who do not know, those that are kind of blinded. It might be for the old. It might be for uneducated. It might be for those that are not having insights. But when Noah had preached and the rain had started, there's a story that somebody by the name Sambes came and began to knock the axe door. And he said, Noah, 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 please open to me. And we sang it when I was in a nursery school. He said that I, I cannot open the door because the Lord has locked it. Many people would, would want to, to come later. They would wait. They want to come later. But it was, it's going to be too late because we just followed the way that seemed right. It is high time now we become objective. We look, we discuss. We look at the way that we are moving in. Are you on the right path? It's the way you are going on is going to lead you into a better place that will make you happier later. Or it's going to be a place where you will want to ask the pilot to say, please stop it. Let's go. Someone also had said that it seems that the earth is moving very fast. That he would like to ask the piloting, whoever is piloting the rotation of earth, to stop it so that it can move out. He doesn't want to hang anymore on earth because earth is moving so fast. I want to say that uh, this way has been spoken by many. It's a way of imagination of many people. It's great because it free, it's a way of freedom. It's a way of liberty. Everybody wants to enjoy it. Everybody wants to be free. Everyone wants justice. But justice is good. Liberty is good. But remember that Adam was given liberty, was given freedom. But he misused his freedom and he chose the wrong thing. And the reason why Adam chose the wrong thing is because the devil enticed him that when he eat of the fruit, he will become as God. But God in his Knowledge didn't want any man to become as him, but encourages us to be like him. So Abraham, Adam took the fruit not because he only disobeyed, but because he wanted to be as God. And the same thing was done by Lucifer, a star, a bright star, a great singer, the leader of the choir in heaven. He wanted to be as God. And that led him 
to destruction. And that he was sent out of, of heaven and was locked for many years because he rebelled, he rebelled against God. This way that seems so good that many young people are seeing that is the way that they need to follow. That old men and other people look at it and see it as a cake. This way is leading us to destruction. We must sit and we must ask ourselves, am I on the right way? Or am I in the way, in this way, because it seems right? Or it seems good? It is more, this, uh, this way, number two, is that this way is enticing and is beautiful. It will be mad to think about this way. The world offers everything. I read a book that was telling me that all the fashions are made under the sea and are made to entice men to be drawn away from God. All the fashions, the clothes, whatever that we put on, the Christians are not thinking about it, but it is done under the sea where the devil rules and it is the main reason why they are doing all these fashions is to entice men to stop following God and so that they would be will follow him, the devil. And I want to say that this way is enticing and is beautiful. And any man of his right mind will always want to choose it. But I'm here to warn you. I'm here to urge you. I'm here to seek and to tell you that we need to think about this way so that we find ourselves in the right way that we have no regret. This is the most attractive way that the young people would like to follow. It is the most popular way that people like to talk about. It's the most famous and admired by many this way. This way is an excellent, is a way that everybody, we talk of it with an excellent imagination. The way that seems right to man. This way is a way for proud men. It's a way of popularity. It's the, it's the way to the riches and popularity. Is a way to accomplish and to reach the apex of life. This way seems right in the eyes of men. But the Bible says that even in the laughter, the heart is sorrowful. When you walk in this way and you look at those people that are in this way, you talk to them about Christ. It doesn't seem like an, it's an urgent thing. It seems that you are wasting time and that they are, they are doing very well. Seeing people, who you talk to them, they show you the picture of their husband, their children. They are smiling very in the picture. But when you ask them about their husbands, about their children, about their family, you see tears 
coming out from their faces. Even in the laughter, the heart is sorrowful. The heart knows the truth. He knows that this family is no longer one. He knows that the way we are moving, we are moving somewhere else. The heart is not happy. The heart is being dragged. Because in the heart, which is the soul, lies the being that God is interested in. In the soul lies the man that God wants to save. In the soul is the breath of God. And the Bible says that God is not happy. God wants all men to come unto repentance. Because God wants to save men. God wants to save mankind. And God has a plan. A plan to save you. A plan to make, to, to, so that you can, have an about, you can make an about turn. To come to the way of life. The way of no regret. The way that Moses walked in. The way that Enoch found. This is the way of Seth. The way that Paul discovered while he was on his way to Damascus. That the Lord spoke to him and told, called him by his name, Hebrew name, Saul, Saul. And he said, what? Say, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm, I'm Jesus. He found the way. He discovered the way. He found the value. He found the source. And therefore, he stood everywhere in the courts of the laws, in the, in the Sanhedrin court, to declare that Christ is the way. That Christ is the life. That the cross had a, a meaning. That Christ died to save all men from their sin. To pay a debt that lambs and animals could not pay. And that tonight we can come to the Lord the way we are. Just because of Christ, the lamb of Passover. That is the way. That is right. It does not seem right to the foolish. Because the foolish are said in his heart, there is no God. But even though the foolish may say so, the way remains right. And those who walk in that way, rejoicing, Paul says, now therefore, because there is a great crowd of people, Great crowd of witnesses who had run the race and had finished the race. They are rejoicing on that other side, saying, come on. Do not give up. Paul, while writing to, to Timothy, said, I'm satisfied. I've fought a good fight. I've run the right, the right race. And he calls him to continue and to be ready. To preach this way in all seasons. To be able to talk to the people, to tell the people about this way. This way, this is the most famous and admired by all many. The way to riches, the way that is beautiful and enticing. Is a way 
to accomplish and to reach the apex of life, the way of excellent imagination. This way looks good in the eyes of men. It's pleasurable to, to, to folks, both young and old. It's a way for the proud. It seems right in the eyes of men. But this way, lastly, I want to say, it is an enjoyable and deadly way. Whenever you are in that way, that seems right. You will never, they, they never cry. They just rejoice. They just rejoice. But it's a short enjoyment. Soon, in their eyes, the Bible says that in the laughter, the heart is sorrowful. And the end of the month is heaviness. Heaviness because after everything is done, said and done, you'll end up in hell. And you ask yourself, why am I here? Why would you want to meet Christ who has been preached, who loves you, who wants you to be saved on the other side? The heaviness and with the burden of sin. And yet today, he says, come to me, those who labor and are heavily laden. He promised that you rest. This is the time to, to turn, to repent, to move away from that way that seems right and get the way that is right. That way is Jesus. He says, I'm the way, I'm the life, and I'm the truth. No one coming to the Father but by me. You can try, move everywhere, do anything, preach, uh, read a Bible, uh, do many other things to soothe your heart. But at long last, he is the way. He is the way. This way is the way of a disobedient. The way that people of Nineveh found misleading and out of the touch with God. The people of Nineveh chose a way the way that seemed right to them. They rejoiced. They did everything until God called Jonah. He said, go to the country of Nineveh and tell them what I'm about to do. Jonah refused, but God led, them, led him there. And when he stood to preach, he said, 40 days, Nineveh will be no more. And that he preached with all his heart. But they never had voice of John. And they said every one of them went out and put on the sackcloth and they declared a prayer. They all repented of their sins until the king came out of his, king, of his seat and said now no animals should eat. And they cried to the Lord and the Lord heard their prayer. And God did, did not do what he intended to do. Because they never realized that they were on the wrong way. That way seemed right. But it wasn't a way that pleased God. They repented. And God was pleased. And God also repented of what he wanted to do. And God saved Nineveh because the people listened to what the prophet had said. They thought it seemed, but it was not the right way. 
But when they made a bow turn, God had mercy on them, and they were saved. I want to say that this is called, this is the way, this is the way Abraham followed relentlessly. It's a way of obedience, a way of selflessness, the way of Jesus. This is a way that only God can reveal. Preachers can preach, teachers can teach, prophets can prophesy, but only God can reveal this way through his spirit if you listen to his word. This is the way, and that way is Christ. And when you follow that way, the heart will, found, will find peace. The heart will find its value. And you will know the benefit of why you were created. God created you for a purpose. And God wants you to fulfill that purpose. He wants you to, be, he wants you to follow the right way. The way of Christ. He says in verse 14 that the backsliders in, in, in heart shall be filled with his own way. And the good man shall be satisfied from himself. The simple believeth everywhere, but the prudent man looked well to his soul, to his going, and the wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rages and is confident. I want to ask you today, well, I don't want you to say that I call you fool, but that's what I was when I was lost, because I was really dogmatic in what I knew. I knew this was the way, the way that I was going to, that was the way that was leading me into my pleasure, into the things that I needed. But when the Lord spoke to me, he said, no, you have to quit this. And you have to trust Jesus for you to find this new life. And you see, the Bible says that fool rage and is confident. When you tell a fool that this is not the way that is leading you to, to life, he's he says, no, I know where I'm going. But he does not know. That confidence that the fool has, the confidence that the devil has, that he could stand even before Jesus said, stand and worship me. All these things that you see are mine. Worship me and I will give it unto you. That's a confidence that he gives to his followers. And it takes the spirit of God to break. And it takes you to be obedient. To hear the word. So that you can be saved. I want to finish up by saying. Come to Jesus. Because that confidence will not help you. I want to finish by telling you this story of a, a young man that started very good. But when he started living, he had a, a messed life. He killed his girlfriend, and he hid this, and nobody knew it for all his life. He went on free, felt very good. And in meanwhile, he changed his life. The law is changed his life, and he had a good life because he knew the past is gone. 
But while he was still, uh, he, had, he, had, he married another girl, uh, his girlfriend, and had very beautiful children. Years later, the jury and the police were trying to figure out who killed that lady. They went around 10, 20 years looking for the killer. This man had changed. This man was going on all right. This man had his family. This man had his children. This man was now going to church. This man, everything was all right in his life. But one day, this policeman found an, a piece of hair in the car that was used when this lady was being killed. The police had to use that hair, do the DNA, and they figured out, and all they found out that this man, who was very happy, about 30 years later, this policeman came into the house of this gentleman and said, is this you? Yes. Okay, would you escort us to our office for some investigation? The man was arrested and was put before the court. He was asked if he killed the lady, which his family did not believe, his, girl, his wife did not believe, because this was an excellent man. Imagination of the lady was that this man was a good man because he was a good man. But when he was asked by the, by the, by the prosecutor, if he killed the lady, he said, yes, I did. The lady started crying. He said, what a deep secret. All these 30 years I've lived this man, I did not know what type of man I'm dealing with. But the man was sentenced to death. But before he went to, uh, to get his sentence, the lady asked the man, honey, why did you do this? He looked at the lady and said, the man inside me made me do it. I was not in control of myself. I didn't like doing it. But by that time, it seemed good, seemed right. That's why I did it. It was a painful moment, but the man was sentenced. I want to ask you if you are here and you are lost. There is only one man that can see your past and can forget it. And I want to tell you that you are seen, whether it is of the past or of the future, will find you out. Don't try to run. Face the reality now by coming in the right path. Choosing the right way. Because that's the only way that you'll be saved. That's the only way that your confidence will help you. And I want to say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. But never, I want you to know that the word that I've spoken today, in years to come, will come into remembrance. 
When you find yourself in hell, don't say, I never heard the message. I've come all the way from Kenya to tell you that that way just seems right, but it is not. I've come from Kenya to tell you that there's a way that is right, and that way is Jesus. You need to come to him remorsefully and ask him to save your soul. And he says when he saves your soul, he will remember your sin no more. The justice and juries of America will never forgive you. But Jesus, operating in, gra in the grace of God, he says, I will remember your sin no more. But you need to repent, led by the Spirit to do so. May the Lord bless you as you think about that way. May you not walk in that way. May you make a bow turn and follow the right way. Not the way that seems right. Because that way that seems right will lead you to destruction. Will lead you to hell. Will lead you to disobedience. Will lead you to the lost. Will lead you to oblivion. Come to Jesus while he can still be found. Come seek. Come repent. And he will save you. May the Lord bless you.